For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty. That means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Game on! Game on! Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bees have a new captain, and the AHL announces that, that the new season will get underway on February 5th. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Well, Bruins fans, it's official. Patrice Bergeron is the next captain of your Boston Bruins. He becomes the 20th captain in team history. I'm surprised, though, that there haven't been more captains, you know. And what's really what's really surprising is that, you know, you look back at all these really great Bruins that have come through the organization. Bobby Orr was never a captain. I never knew that. They didn't even have a captain during those during those early. I believe they didn't have a captain during the sixth early season seven or in early seventies. So, you know that's surprising that somebody like Bobby Orr wasn't the captain of the Boston Bruins. I'm just I'm I was I'm surprised to even learn that uh, last week. But Patrice Bergeron is your captain. He looks really good with the C on his with the C on his um on his uniform. And I couldn't think of a more suitable and respected captain uh, captain out there now. You know, I'm not taking anything away from Charo right now, you know, in his 14 years as captain, but this was long overdue. I mean, even if Chara had signed, you know, a one-year, you know, a one-year deal with the Bruins, I would have hoped that he would have turned the C over to, um, over to Bergeron, but... It's really good to see that Bergeron finally has a C. We've been we've all been waiting for it. We all knew it was going to happen, and it finally happened. I just hope he can play as long as Chara did. You know, fourteen years, maybe another eight years or ten. You know, if we're lucky, then he can pass the torch or pass the C along to McAvoy. And let's just hope, let's just hope McAvoy will be here till then because we know the Bruins they like to trade younger players when they're in, when they're in their prime and. You know, hopefully McAvoy will stick around here for a, for a couple of years until he gets the C. Now Krejci and Marshawn will be wearing the A as alternates. So it looks like we got it. We got all three of our captains all put in place for the upcoming season. Now the Bruins did return to Warrior for training camp last week, 
And I'm kind of liking the defensive pairings for this. Of course, you don't have Chara, you don't have Krug, so you're going to have to fill those spots with the younger players. So it sounds like the Bruins are going to go with Lazan and McAvoy as your 1-2. Your 3-4 is going to be Grizzlick and Carlo. And there's a, and Zaboral and Miller are going to be your 5-6. Um, and six. And you're going to have Clifton and Moore are going to be your ex. looks like Clifton and Moore are going to be your extra D. So that looks, I kind of like those combinations. Okay. Now, Bruce Cassidy has said that Kevin Miller is ahead of Connor Clifton on the depth, on the depth chart. All right. Well, that one, that one, I'm like a little bit surprised seeing that Miller hasn't really played in like the last like two or three years. I don't, I don't really remember the last time he was actually, you know, in a Bruins uniform. You know, Clifton has been there for a while. He's had really good playoff games. So I'm surprised that Miller is ahead of Clifton as far as the depth chart goes. But I kind of like, you know, you can, oh, and you can also throw uh, Vakanainen into the mix too. Now, these pairings are good. I like them. I mean, I really, I really think that Lazan um, can complement uh, McAvoy and. You know, McAvoy, who's been here for a while, you know, can, you know, maybe get some good chemistry with with Lazan. Grizzly and Carlo, of course, have been here for a long time, too. You know, they're and I believe that they've actually they've been paired up a couple of for a couple of times as well. You know, so things look pretty good on defense. You know, I know everybody's out. Everybody's saying, oh, you guys going to have young rookies. You know, it's not going to look good. Well, you know what? They're going to make rookie mistakes. All right. So, you know, but as long as as long as these kids are in the lineup, I think this team will get better, you know, as the next couple seasons roll on. Now, Brad Marchand is in camp ahead of schedule for his return. Uh, he's recovering from a uh, hernia surgery. Uh, he had been playing at about 80 percent for the last two and a half, maybe three years because of the uh, hernia issue. And it never got better. So he finally went and got surgery. So hoping that maybe he'll return to his normal goal scoring self, you know, which would be good. I mean, he had he did put up decent numbers, you know, during those last two or three years that he's that he's had this injury. So hopefully, you know, things will be okay. He'll be putting the puck in the net and, you know, and he'll be, you know, a hundred percent by the time, you know, we get half by the time we get to the playoffs. Now, he did leave practice early yesterday, but Bruins coach Bruce Cassidy said he believes that it's that the issue isn't that serious. So, you know, at least we're going to get him back sometime at 100%. Now, Pasternak is still out with with his injury. So, we're seeing Jack Stanika um has been playing with um with Bergeron and Marshawn. Now it's going to be interesting to see if he play, you know, if he plays them, if Cassidy plays them until Pasta comes back. Of course, you know things can change, you know, but right now, in preseason, he's been playing on that top line. So, you know, if Pasta when Pasta comes back, what happens to, you know, what happens to Stadnika? Does he go down to a third or fourth line? Okay, because that second line, it seems like that second line has already been in place for for the whole entire uh even until even going back as far as the bubble goes because you actually had the line of Andre Kasha 
on the right wing with David Krejci and Drake DeBrusque. So those three were together in the bubble. They played really well together. They've been in camp together, and they've been looking pretty good. Now, this line is good, could work. I mean, they, you know, maybe there could be some changes, but I'm thinking maybe Kasha could be the player that Krejci has been missing since Lucic left. So you got that there, you know. Will DeBrusque have a breakout season now that he signed his new contract? So those three are basically in place, all right? They're not being touched. You know, the when Pasternak comes back, the top line isn't being touched. So it's going to be interesting to see how the the other two lines, lines three and four, go as far as, as, far as who's going to be in the lineup. Now, Anders Bjork and Trent Frederick have split time playing with Sean Corrali and Chris Wagner on the fourth line. Now, Frederick, you know, we've heard, we've heard we've heard a lot of stuff about how tough this kid is, okay? Now, he led the AHL in fights last season and and scored 4 goals and in and 15 points over his final 24 games of the AHL season. And the thing is, he's also built like Nolachari. You know, Nolachari played with Corrali and Wagner. He's built, he's a he's a big husky guy. So, He's kind of a Nolachari built. So I think he could be a good fit on the fourth line. You know, maybe Bjork could fit in there too. So, you know, they've been trying different things during the during training camp. So I don't know where Bjork, Bjork is going to fit in. Now, Bjork had some playing time on the third line with Coyle last season. You know, maybe maybe he'll, he'll go back with Coyle. Maybe we'll see a Bjork... Um, Coyle and Smith combination because Richie and Smith had been playing with Coyle, with Coyle during camp. So I don't know what's going to happen with that situation. So after, like I said, after the last, after the first two lines, basically you don't know where anybody's going with the exception of Corrali and Wagner who are going to be on that fourth line. Now you also have Lindholm in there too. So you can stick Lindholm in that in that area. But, you know, when Pasternak comes back, now you got to put Stanika somewhere. So does he go on the third line with Coyle and Bjork? Or, you know, who goes here? Who goes where? You know, what about McKegg, Richie, and Smith? Where are they going to go? You know, because right now, you know, you have Richie and Smith playing with Coyle. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how those bottom I would say the third the thir- how the third line is going to work. All right? Cuz we already know half of the fourth line, all right? The fourth line is probably going to wind up being Corrali, Wagner and Frederick. So and then as far as Coyle go, you're going to have Coyle and who knows who he's going to have on either side of him. So we really don't know yet. Now, forwards Anton Bleed or Blee whichever way you want to call it, and Carson Kuhleman weren't in, in, were in camp last week. And we really don't know where they're going to fit in for the season. You know, they might just end up on the on the taxi squad at some, you know, to start the season. Now, Kuhleman got playing time with Krejci and DeBrusque at the beginning of last season. Um, but he hasn't really, he wasn't in camp last week due to some testing issues, so. Maybe he'll come back. You know, he. I know the season starts in a couple of days, so you know I see taxi squad for him. So the Bruins have some decisions to make. Some some will go to the taxi squad, others will go to Providence. Uh, 
you know, and, you know, they got to find a way to make, they're going to find a way to make this work, okay? You know, Bruce Cassidy is probably, is probably going to sit guys out here and there. Since it's such a condensed schedule, you're probably going to see a lot of guys in and out of the lineup just to get rest and stuff like that. I don't expect that with the first two lines, but I do expect it with lines three and four. Now, last week, the American Hockey League announced that the 2020-21 season will get underway on February 5th, and it's going to run till early, early May. Hmm. It's going to, eh, well, the NHL is going to also end in May, too. Now, the AHL will give out more details about the season sometime in the coming weeks. But it's kind of interesting, though, how the NHL and the AHL are saying this is the 2020-21 season. No, this is basically the 21 season. All right. And that's what I might be referring to, you know, as the season goes on. Because we're no longer we're no longer in 2020. Now the Providence Bruins have announced that they will be playing their home games at the New England Sports Center in Marlboro, Massachusetts. Because the Dunkin' Donuts Center is going to be unavailable because it's being used by the state of Rhode Island for various COVID-19 related issues. So, and that makes perfect sense. You know, you don't want to travel guys, you know, in and out of Providence, over borders, and stuff like that. And I also believe that there's also some travel restrictions between Massachusetts and Rhode Island. So, this way... You're not going to have fans. First of all, you're not going to have any fans attending. So you might as well just put the, have the team play in another a, another rink or, you know, even even like, I mean, at one point when the AHL announced that they were coming back, this was going back back in the fall, when they, when they announced that they would come back, I was thinking, well, where would they play if they had to, you know, if they had to be closer to, you know, if they couldn't travel, you know, if there were travel restrictions. And I thought the perfect place was the um, was the Warrior Ice Arena. I have the Providence Bruins playing there since you don't have any fans coming to the game. That would make sense. I mean, the, the um, Montreal Canadiens uh, farm team, who usually play in Laval, uh, Quebec, are going to be playing their games at the at the Bell Center. I almost said Molson Center. Wow, I was dating myself. At the Bell Center. So, you know, also it would have made sense for the baby bees to play in bo- at the Garden, too. So, the baby bees will be, will be in a three-team division with Bridgeport and Hartford. Now, when I first saw the three-team division, I was like, that doesn't make sense. That really doesn't make sense. Having three teams in a division... And they're going to play each other like ten, like 14 times or something like that. So a little bit of a breakdown of the divisional alignment for this. You're going to have the Atlantic Division with Bridgeport, Hartford, and of course your Boston or your Providence Bruins. In the Canadian Division, they're, they're doing a Canadian Division just like the NHL is doing. All right, so you're going to have four teams there. You're going to have Belleville Senators, Laval Rocket, Manitoba Moose, and the Toronto Marlies. Okay, that, that makes sense. Uh, in the north, you have Binghamton, uh, Hershey, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, Rochester Americans, Syracuse Crunch, Utica Comets, Comets, and the Wil- Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Now in the central, you're going to have the Chicago Wolves, 
the Cleveland Lumber the um, Cleveland Lumberjacks. Wow, dating myself there too. Uh, the Cleveland Monsters, Grand Rapids Griffins, Iowa Wild, Rockford Ice Hogs, and the Texas Stars. And in the Pacific, you're going to have Bakersfield, Colorado, Henderson Silver Knights, the Ontario Reign, San Diego Gulls, San Jose Barracuda, Stockton Heat, and the Tucson Roadrunners. Now, I'm looking at this right now, and I'm saying to myself, they could have at least moved maybe Binghamton to the Atlantic Division. Because the uh, the Devils, the Binghamton Devils, are going to be playing in Newark for the season. And it would have made sense to put them with Hartford, Providence, and Bridgeport, wouldn't it? It would have made perfect sense. But instead, you've got like three teams here. you got four teams here. you got one, two, three, four, five. You got seven teams in the north. Move, move Binghamton over there so at least you get four teams in the division. Okay? Because the reason why these things are all out of whack, because I guess you're all wondering about the Springfield Thunderbirds. You know, they would have they would have been in the same division with the Hartford Wolfpack, the, the Providence Bruins, and the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Well, they have elected to opt out of the 2021 season. The Charlotte Checkers and the Milwaukee Avril the, the Milwaukee Admirals have also opted out. So, you know, it doesn't you know, and I, I guess it's has to do with financial stuff and all types of stuff like that. But it would have made sense for for them to, you know, at least help, you know, say to Springfield, hey, we'll help you out. So, you know, all three of those teams will return to play in, in the 2021-22 season. So, so that means that a lot of teams are going to have to, like, double up on affiliations. So it's going to it's kind of weird to see see what's going on here. As far as affiliations go, you know, as far as like Providence goes, they're not going to share anybody. Uh, the same thing with the Wolfpack, you know, Wolfpack and the Rangers and the Sound, Bridgeport Sound Tigers and the Islanders. So basically, you know, those guys are okay. The Chicago Wolves are going to be sharing, are going to be have a split affiliation this season with the Carolina Hurricanes, which would have been their normal affiliate, and the Nashville Predators. Now you also have... Now you also have the now the Nashville Predators are the affiliate of the uh, the Milwaukee Admirals are the uh, are the affiliate of the Nashville Predators. Springfield is the uh, it's going to be the affiliate or normal the normal affiliate would be the St. Louis Blues and the Florida Panthers and the Charlotte Checkers are also matched are also affiliates. So that means that the Panthers got to go out and find somebody and they're going to team up with the Tampa Bay Lightning and Tampa Bay's normal affiliate, the Syracuse Crunch. So there, there, there's that one there, right there. So you're going to have Chicago with, so you're going to have Chicago with uh, Carolina and Nashville. You're going to have Syracuse with, Tampa Bay and Florida. So that makes sense, the two Florida teams. And then you're going to have the Utica Comets, Comets with their normal affiliate, the Vancouver Canucks, and the Saint, and the add-on is the St. Louis Blues. So that's what it looks like in the AHL. So it's going to be kind of fun to watch and see what happens with all this, with all this stuff, see what kind of 
you know, what the travel, well, there really isn't any going to be, it, I guess this is because of issues in traveling too, but I would have still liked to have seen the Binghamton Devils in that Atlantic division with, with Bridgeport, Hartford, and Providence. So, you know, it's going to be interesting though. It'll be interesting to see um, how things go, how things go with the Providence Bruins playing in, playing so close to, uh, so close to Boston. You know, if it were me, I would have said, you know what, why don't we just play at Warrior or we can do like the um, Laval Rocket are doing. They're playing at the home of their, at the home of their NHL affiliate, the Montreal Canadiens in the Bell Center. So who knows? Now, I know there's a lot of beer lovers that are going to love this. I know I got a bunch of them that are that listen to this podcast, but we have some beer news for you. And I promised you beer news earlier on when I first started in, in episode one or whatever episode or even I know in an episode I did make some type of a, a thing about beer. But I know all you guys love beer or most of my listeners love beer. So I'm a beer lover myself. So last season, Chris Wagner collaborated with Harpoon Brewery on a golden ale called Don't Poke the Bear. Well, Harpoon is bringing it back, but there's going to be a little bit of twist to this one. Chris Wagner and Charlie Coyle will be dropping the gloves for the right to choose this season's Don't Poke the Bear recipe. So now through January 17th, you can vote for your player's favorite recipe. Recipe. Wagner's recipe is for a black and gold hazy IPA. And Coyle's recipe is for a black and gold American Pills. The winner will have his beer brewed as the official, um, as this year's official Harpoon Don't Poke the Bear uh, beer, while the loser is going to have to help him brew it. So that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. I loved, I loved the uh, Don't Poke the Bear last year's Don't Poke the Bear. I, you know, it was, um, it was a golden ale. I loved it, it and I couldn't stop buying it. I even had some left over. I actually had some left over even while I was watching the Bruins play in the bubble. So every voter will be entered to win a trip uh, to win a trip to a future future beer beers game. Wow, future bees game, including dinner and drinks at the Harpoon Beer Hall, a lift ride to the Garden, and two tickets to the game. And they will also be given away five signed hockey pucks so that sounds that sounds interesting so i'm really looking forward to this year's don't poke the bear you know hopefully it'll be out sometime this season or before the playoffs you know and i just want to drink some beer while while watching the bees and i think this one is the perfect beer to watch the bees go for the cup this year now uh, we had some we've had some other other interesting stuff around the league. Six players and two staff members from the Dallas Stars recently tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, the Stars first two games of the season uh, at the Florida Panthers have been postponed uh, to a to a later date. Uh, they were scheduled to play the Panthers on the January 14th and 15th in Tampa or not in Tampa in Florida. Um this would be the opening games for each team. Dallas is also scheduled to play in Tampa on January 17th and 19th. So right now the Dallas Stars are going to probably wind up starting their season a little bit later than the other teams on January 19th. 
So there's a little, we can see that COVID has already come into the, the NHL and has already postponed the, postponed a game. Okay. Now the Vancouver Canucks canceled their training camp practices and workouts uh, on Sunday due to the potential exposure to COVID-19. All right, here, here we go. All right. The Pittsburgh Penguins canceled their practice on Saturday due to due to the potential exposure to COVID-19. All right. So we can't escape that. We the the NHL can't escape this one. All right. They won't be able to, you know, there there's going to be positive that there's going to be positive tests that are going to happen and games are going to be postponed like like the Dallas Stars and the Florida Panthers. All right. And teams are just going to have to make adjustments to this. Because this is a very complicated thing. You know, they're going to cancel games and they're going to play games. And the NHL actually added on a couple of weeks to the regular season so they can do, I guess, so they can do makeup games. But positive tests are going to happen. Games are going to be postponed. Games are going to be moved. It's just what 2021 is going to be like until a vaccine comes comes along. And then, you know, hopefully we'll all get back to normal. We'll all be able to go back to the back to the TD Garden to watch games. Now, I don't think the NHL will do any kind of a shutdown unless it becomes really, really serious. All right, and right now, you know, if there's a couple cases here or there, they'll be fine. All right, if there aren't any cases, then you know, if there are more cases and more of a breakout, then maybe the NHL will have to think about maybe canceling a season. I mean, the NFL, the N, uh, Major League Baseball, the NBA, college sports are all able to complete, you know, we're all able to complete their seasons. You know, college hockey, there's been some cancellate, there's been post- some postponements here and there, but, you know, at least they're they're still playing. So, you know, we got to keep a positive, positive look on this and say, you know what, the guys are trying. They're out there trying. They're going to be out there you know, the season opens on Wednesday night. Your bees play on Thursday. Let's get this. Let's get this season going. If you have a question for me, you can tweet me at hockey NASCAR four thirteen or go to my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Are you interested in advertising on this show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Now, would you like to join me as a guest on Believe in Boston Bruins? Go to the Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page, send me a message, and we'll set up a date and time to record. All you need is to be on Skype or Zoom. So, thanks for listening. Have a great week. And go Bruins. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.